Artist. I'm your host, Anne Dorco, and my mission is to combat anxiety with chaotic good through the Dorco TV community. This podcast helps me do that by giving you insights into the minds and stories of original songwriters while providing those creators a space to share what's important to them and talk about one of their published tracks. Today, we're talking to Teresa Croft. Teresa is an actress, singer, dancer, and lifestyle model, blessed to experience performance opportunities in several cities and stages of her life. She is passionate about spreading art into the world through various platforms. Teresa Croft, welcome to Mind the Artist. Thanks for joining me on the show today. We're going to start out with a short and speedy round of icebreakers. This is just a fun way to learn a lot about you in a short amount of time. Are you ready? Yes. Great. Thanks for having me. (laughs) For sure. So what is a favorite nickname for yourself? A lot of people call me Tree. Which, you know, I used to be like, what the heck at first, but then now I'm like, I know, I kind of like it. So tree, a lot of people call me tree. Tree. Okay. I haven't heard that one yet. (laughs) What's the last song you listened to that's not your own song? I have to say Cornelia Street by Taylor Swift. I am obsessed with her new album. A lot of people, there's a lot of controversial opinions with that, but I (laughs) am really loving Taylor Swift right now. (laughs) That's awesome. What is your favorite color? Lavender. And for comfort beverages, do you prefer tea, coffee, or something else? Oh, tea. I'm a tea guru. I love matcha. Like all my friends and my sister even loves coffee. And like, I just, I can't do it. I I love the smell of coffee, but Mm -hmm. definitely a tea girl. (laughs) Matcha is great too. (laughs) Would you consider yourself a morning or a night person? Morning, definitely. Nice. Me too. (laughs) Not many other people are morning people. Yeah. (laughs) What would be your dream music collaboration? Probably doing a collab with either Jojo Lovesque or Hilary Duff. I love this. Yeah. (laughs) And what's something you're really proud of yourself for? I think just being independent. I think it takes a certain mentality to be independent and move away from home at such a young age. Mm -hmm. I think I'm quite proud of myself for that. (laughs) That's awesome. And how would you describe yourself in three words? Yeah, probably passionate, petite, and energetic. Who is your biggest motivator or personal influence? I have to say probably my mom, just because she's always been there. And she's always like supported me in anything I do. And just she always gives, gives, and gives. And I feel like I need to just repay her every time, but she doesn't even expect anything. It's just one of those, one of those people that just is always there, you know, in your life. So yeah. That's awesome. Having unconditional support is so valuable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So those are the rapid fire questions for you. We're going to go ahead and move into the interview proper. So anyone who's tuning in who doesn't know who you are, you don't need to like define some really specific genre, but just to kind of give the listeners a little bit of information on what to expect if they listen to your music. So what kind of music do you write? If you had to choose a genre, what would it be that kind of that kind of vibe? Well, I began writing lyrics at such a young age, and it kind of started out with a lot of piano ballads, a lot of ballads, songs about life, songs about hard times and breaking through those hard times. And I think my heart will always be towards more pop ballads. Although recently, I have been doing a lot of collaborations and a lot of like more electro pop, 
you know, songs. And I'm really enjoying that because it's just like a difference. You know what I mean? I love, I still love the piano ballads and the slower songs that have meaning and, you know, more in-depth lyrics, but I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm a dancer. So I love like upbeat stuff. So it's kind of cool to like mix those worlds together. So, yeah. So pop ballads. And you said you started writing lyrics at a young age. Yeah. So when I was about like 10 years old, I think that's when I truly began to like seriously pursue like singing. Oh, nice. You know, I started recording different tracks with like a musician in my town and I made a few songs. And then I kind of took a little break when I was in like high school and started, you know, playing tennis and sports and dancing and then gone to theater. And then music was kind of just always there. And so basically when I was in drama school, I started writing again and just, you know, I mean, I've always been singing and everything, but just not pursuing like a record type of project. But as of late, I've just been putting out different singles, working with different artists, collaborating. And after like that little break and like getting reintroduced into that process, I think it's like, I just kind of was ingrained to that at such a young age that it's very important to me and it's always been important to me. But now I finally have the time to really pursue the process of, you know, recording and meeting with different artists and creating just more music to inspire people. That's awesome. I mean, I love collaborating as well. And it's only been recently that I've had that opportunity. So I know it really just kind of opens doors and it can kind of stimulate your creativity in a new way than the music you would write on your own. So I think that's really neat that that's something you're getting into right now. Yeah. So, I mean, you said you've been writing songs since you were, what did you say, seven? <laughs> yeah, well, like, well, I think probably when I was maybe even four or five. Wow. You know? like, <laughs> but seriously, probably saying like, okay, I'm a singer. This is what I'm going to do. It's probably at like 11, 10. That's when I first got <laughs> introduced to like... That's quite the calling since oh, young age. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think properly, I was in a studio or an in-home studio rather at like the age of 10 or 11. So I kind of learned you know, okay, this is what a pop filter is. This is right. what, what I do. They just tell, I mean, I didn't know that much. I was like, so young, the lady, you know, sure. so say, okay, <laughs> on the click, let's, let's start. I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> but that's still really cool that you got to grow up with a lot of that kind of ingrained in you. Cause that means it just comes out much more naturally to you. So that's awesome. Now it's, you know, I always think I'm like, if I didn't go through that at such a young age, it's like, I would probably have a lot harder of a time now, you know, learning or I'm quite thankful. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I was going to ask what the biggest struggle is for you when writing new songs, but it seems like it's something that's really come naturally to you over the years since, you know, forever. Yeah. I mean, one of the struggles I find sometimes is that, I mean, it's something I used to go through a long time ago. It's kind kind of grown out of it, but I used to be very like careful, quote unquote, was like, Oh, what do I say? Because if I say this, like they might think this. And now I'm to the point where I've gone through a lot in life. And I I pull through life experiences. That's a huge influence in what I write about and what I want to say to the world. Because you know, one of my biggest inspirations and mentors, she always says, you know, a song is like a child, it's a baby into the world, like what it's your baby, your child, (laughs) to use that metaphor. And I think that I want to say what I truly want to say, because I used to get so wrapped up about what someone might think about what I say. And now I'm just like, you know what, you can have your opinion. Because when you think about it, everyone's going to have their opinion, and it might not be good, it might not be what you want to hear, you know, because of course you want people to enjoy your music and enjoy what you're saying, of course. appreciate it. 
But I think it's just the part of like letting go of that boundary because it kind of holds you back as an artist, you know, when you think that. Yeah. So, and I also think too, sometimes I do struggle with, I'm like, maybe I'm saying too much. Like, I don't want to let that much of me show because a lot (laughs) of songwriting is personal. And oh, yeah. It's it's like you're letting other people into your world and then people might raise questions and you're like, I don't know if I want to go through that. But then (laughs) it's kind of like finding the balance of saying what you want to say, but not oversharing, I guess. Yeah. The struggle. Do you have a specific songwriting process that you go through or is it just they fall? What is that? Like, I don't know. People keep using the phrase. They fall out of your head. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? (laughs) It's always different for each song. If, if, If I'm writing with another collaborator, it's usually it could be either they have a track that they want lyrics to and like vocals. And then I'll take that and use that as my muse and like what that track is saying to me because you know if it's like an upbeat track I'm not gonna write like a slow somber piece of lyric right 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 right. (laughs) so like that is one way but then if I'm just writing by myself and like the main focus would be on like my input I guess if I'm I always think of it as like writer number one writer number two Writer number two, in my opinion, sometimes if they're looking for vocals is usually the producer, you know, the the person who helps correlate that. So when I'm writing by myself, lyrics always come to me first or a melody. Like sometimes I'll just be in my car and walking on the street and this little melody will come to me and the words might not be what they're going to be. So it might be like, I might just like put random words to it and I'll like record a voice memo of the melody. And so at least I have the melody. So then I can go back and say like, huh, what am I feeling right now in my life? What do I want to say? And I know a general idea of lyrics that I might like with the melody that I just kind of came up with. And sometimes it happens in the middle of the night where I have to like get up and write it down. Um, So that happens quite often. I'll just go to the piano and plunk out some chords and be like, okay, that that sounds really cool. But like, you need to go to sleep. So then I'll wait till... Right. Yeah. So I'll wait till that is like, out of my system, you know, sleep on it, wake up. And then if I'm able to like, you know, I'll plug in chords and there's a really cool app called Music Memos, actually. And I am loving that app because I can literally sing a melody and it gives me the chords of the melody. I mean, I don't know how accurate really it is, but it's sure. accurate. I mean, it gives me a general idea that in like, it's quicker process for me to like, hear that and kind of play around with that rather than sit at the piano and try to match for like three hours. Like what? Right. <laughs> yeah. So if I feel like doing that, like route, if I just want to really do a simple song with piano and my voice, like that's kind of how I go. Otherwise I will take a certain melody or an idea to one of my producer friends, colleagues, and kind of talk out like, Hey, this is like an idea I had. What are your thoughts? What can you put to this? And then that's the really cool thing. That's my favorite way to do a song actually is because someone else might listen to like what I'm saying and be like, Oh my gosh, you know what? I think this would sound amazing with that. And then it ends up sounding so cool because I would have never thought of that, you know? And some of my best songs so far have come out through those collaborations. So it's all, it all kind of depends on what the song is or if it's like a rush song for like a film. I I recently wrote two songs, like an hour per song. It was like a rush call for like, wow, (laughs) yeah, a rush call for like this new sci-fi horror movie. And it was really fun. Like I got some cool songs out of it, but it's just, 
it's like we were in like a pinch and it's like that pressure of like, okay, we got to get this track down and it, you know, it has to be good, but it also, we need to really think, put our thinking caps on, like what's the melody saying? What is right. the heat? And so it, it all really depends on what process I use, yeah, but yeah. Makes <laughs> sense. Just, mm-hmm. Okay. So that really pushes me into the, the next part where I would like to ask you, what was the inspiration and story behind Push? So out of those different processes, what pushed you <laughs> to write the song Push? So Push is very interesting because I wasn't really plan. It was like, sometimes I like plan, not plan a song, but like have an idea for a song. But like with Push, it was kind of, it kind of just naturally came. And I took like a melody that I had. And I was like, you know, I really like this melody, but how am I, I was asking myself, I'm like, okay, what am I going through right now in my own life? What am I going through or pushing through? (laughs) And I really was going through something about on the topic of like, okay, I always have to be on, like always gets everything right, pushing for that like perfectionism quote unquote goal. And so with that song, I kind of had this idea and I took it to an amazing producer who I've worked with before for some other songs. And he kind of had this idea of how we could arrange the song. And so basically he kind of came up with chords on the guitar. That's how it usually starts. And then we laid down like a general idea of the track. Cause I already had like all of, all of my lyric ideas in like already so he kind of like came up with like the beat so like I had this song like already written with the melody so he kind of like helped enhance the melody and not the song so that was really cool it was like a really quick way for that song to come out it was like a very quick single but I think it also has an important message with kind of an electronic feel so I kind of wanted to reintroduce myself as an electro pop artist because I'm more gearing towards that right now. Of course, I still love like pop ballads. I love piano, but I just kind of want to add that richness and that electronic texture to my work just because it's very contemporary. And I feel like a lot more people, the thing is, it's like, I want people to get a message out of a song, but I also want them to not, you know, fall off the track of like a ballad. You know what I mean? So if you put like, important, meaningful lyrics to an upbeat or more of a, you know, vibey, you know, musicality, like piece, I feel like people are more ingrained to like, listen and actually hear the lyrics. So like the lyrics are very important to me. Like lyrics are always first to me because it's like, what are you saying? You can have, you can have, you know, like the best beat with like all this auto tune and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. What's the message of that? Like what? I mean, I guess if you want to dance to it, that's fine. But like, sure. <laughs> you know, I like valuing people's time. I like, I like giving people a piece of something, you know, to think about, to ponder about. And with push, like the lyrics for me, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people actually that listen to it. And some of them are you know, it means something totally different to them that I would never have thought yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Or they're confused and they're like, what does it even mean? But I'm like, <laughs> for, it can, something different for everybody. But for me personally, and this is the first time I'm actually saying this. So your podcast is like debuting, like what? Oh, cool. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. So for me, I mean, I kind of touched on it, but it's the idea of like, I think sometimes we as individuals can plan and goal set and, you know, set these high expectations for ourselves. And 
with that, it also puts so much pressure on ourselves and it's unnecessary pressure. And I think when you push yourself to like the limit of full capacity of like, I need to get this done. I need to do this. I need to be this. It's kind of, you know, it's hard on ourselves. And sometimes then it's like when we expect that of ourselves, it's like, that's the last thing we want to do. Like we push away all of that. We, we know we should be doing quote unquote, what we should quote unquote be doing. And I feel like you kind of have to like, really it's like in the song, it's kind of questioning, like, who am I to be? Like, why am I putting all this pressure on myself if I'm not even pursuing what it is I'm technically what I told myself I'm supposed to be doing, you know? Right. <laughs> it's a really hard concept to wrap around, but I feel like you understand if like you kind of listen to it a few times. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. And I think if the listener has had that experience, it's definitely relatable because that was what I, I that, that's what I got out of the song. Yeah, also. no, totally. Yeah. It's kind of like you set all this stuff up for yourself, but you're just like, I'm pushing it away because it's like, I, I really deep down don't desire to do that. You know what I mean? Right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, Cause it makes you, I think if you like push yourself too much to do something, that's like the last thing you want to do. I think you need to be more, I think for me, at least I've been working on just being more kind to myself of like, it's okay if you don't reach that certain goal at this certain time in your life or this certain, you know, time in the day we each are given you know, for those of us, you know, who are able, you know, we are given 24 hours in a day or like 12 hours a day, you know, 12 hours to rest or whatever. But like, right. (laughs) What we do with that time is like, it's important, you know, it's, and I'm not saying it's not important to have goals or like, you know, right. Things to do, but I'm also saying like, just be gentle with yourself and don't put that high expectation on yourself because that's a lot of unnecessary weight that can cause like a lot of, issues, you know, down the road. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's that's something as I, I've been a freelancer for, you know, the last decade. And when you over, <laughs> when you take on too much and you don't give yourself enough break or you don't balance everything, balance is so important. If you don't take the breaks, if you don't take the time to, yeah, like you said, be kind to yourself, make sure you're getting what you need for yourself. Then all those goals that you set are going to burn you out really fast. And I also feel like we, sometimes we put the reason it's like, what's the reason behind putting that pressure on yourself? Of like, I mean, the, we live in this world now where, you know, social media and like who we are online is a huge deal. And sometimes we put those goals on ourselves because we want to be seen or known as something. And I think it's like, you kind of have to take a step back and wonder, you know, if there wasn't this like hierarchy of social media or like, the presence of having how many followers on whatever. (laughs) It's like, how would you really live your life? You know what I mean? And it's kind of, you know, you want to be seen as something, but it's like, are you really that something that you want to be seen as, you know? Definitely. I mean, I call my own like time management and personal organization system. I call it the, why am I doing this (laughs) system? (laughs) Yeah. Because I really resonate with that message. And it's maybe why I really was getting into the song. It's, you know, it's just so important to be asking yourself, why, why am I doing this to myself? (laughs) And yeah, if you're, if you're rejecting a goal that you've set for yourself to identify why that is, whether that was too much for you right now, is that really where your motivation is? I don't know. I really, I really resonate with the message of your song. Oh, thank you. That's nice to hear. (laughs) Was there a specific line 
that really got the song started for you? Or is there a line that really stands out to you as kind of like the central most important line really carries that message? I honestly think the very first line, like another day, another night, too much pain to bear the sight. I think that is such a strong piece. Just I think that's kind of how it catapulted as well, just from that that first bit that popped into my head because it kind of sets up the idea of like, all right, here we go. Here's the cycle of what we're going through another day, another night. It's kind of like we have so much pain inside ourselves. We're pulling through something and you can't even look at it. You know, it's kind of already setting up the idea of like, you're pushing it away. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then my other question specifically about the song is what do you hope people get from it? And I guess we've just kind of covered that. But if you had to summarize, what do you hope people get from the song? Obviously, everyone will have their own interpretation of it. But if you could really say, this is what I want people to walk away with, what would that be? I think what I'd want people to like walk away with is the fact that just I think for them to look inside themselves of like, is there something that they're trying to hone up to? Or is there something that they're pushing away like inside of themselves? You know, like, what is it? I think it's like, I think it's a message of kind of looking deep inside yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. what is going on? Like checking in because oftentimes we're so distracted on like what other people are doing and what what so-and-so is doing because if they're doing this, I need to be like 100% more than them, you know, like definitely leveling up. And it's also like, I think basically it's like looking deep within inside yourself and asking the question, what do I want out of life in this moment, in this time? And how am I going to get there without exhausting myself to do it? You know? Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) No, I think that's amazing. And I think that's really great that you're so in touch with your own lyrics and your own content. I know that you said that lyrics and content are really important for you. And that the quality of how lyrics are presented really serve a song well. If you could impart that somehow beyond just saying that it's important, what would you want to tell other songwriters? What, What would you want songwriters to really take to heart in their own songs? And by hearing this, what you've done and why it's so important for you, what do you want to tell other songwriters that they can learn from from this? I think especially if you are starting out like as just a singer who's get, just getting into you know writing lyrics and learning the song formats and the different things you can do with like collaborations i think i would say don't be afraid to feel a little uncomfortable you know a little uncomfortable meaning to dig deeper inside yourself of being personal like making your song personal because you never know like i know it's scary to like you know put yourself out there sometimes and I used to generalize my songs a lot, you know, but I think being personable and vulnerable in certain aspects to an extent can really serve a song well, because if someone's listening to your song and they hear that you're going through that, or this person is going through that, you know, it gives them hope or there may be an idea to do something within their own life to maybe it can help somebody. It can communicate to them that, you know, all will pass if it's, you know, going through like a suffer moment or, or if it's, you know, to bring someone's mood up, you know what I mean? So I think being a little personable and vulnerable within your lyrics or your melody or the feel of the song is super important because 
you never know how that will affect somebody who's listening. Yeah, I totally agree. That's, I mean, that's, that's my approach. I mean, everybody kind of has, ends up with their own philosophy, but I, I really agree that the personality and the, and the personalness <laughs> really, really makes a difference. And for me, that's what's so valuable about art in general is that you really get to feel what the artist felt and that helps you not feel alone. It helps give you hope, like you said. So there's a lot that can be taken away from, from a listener right. when they hear that. Right. You do a lot of different types of art, if I understand correctly, and you have a lot going on. So what is the future of creation for you? What are your current creative goals? I know you said you're focusing on kind of reinventing yourself with electro pop music. What else what else are you doing out there? I mean, I think my biggest three strong points, I mean, I'm an actress, I'm a singer, and I am a dancer. So I mean, my ultimate goal would be to be in a movie musical of dance on film, sing on film, act on film. And I think acting is the key player here because it's like, if you don't have emotion or feeling in a piece of dance and a piece of song in a piece of any artwork, it's like, what is the artwork? You know, in my opinion, it's like, you have to have something, you know, some emotion, some yeah. <laughs> message, you're, some message you want to portray. And I don't know if you've seen La La Land. I haven't watched it. No, oh, you need to. Oh my gosh. It's so good. <laughs> it's on my, it's on my list. <laughs> I have a long list though. Yeah, But even I, I get a kick out of the old Hollywood movie musicals and it would just be so cool to do something to incorporate everything I love singing, acting and dancing. But I mean, as of now, it's like, I'm just working hard on my music and covers and trying to build that platform because I feel like I connect to a lot of my audience and my fans through that because it's something they can resonate with and listen to wherever they are. But then also it's like, I'm just working on, you know, my craft as an actress. I love acting. I love live theater. I love film. So I guess, you know, I'm just kind of in that point where I'm kind of like cruising through, if that makes sense. I'm I'm riding the wave of what's going to happen. I'm not expecting anything, but I'm also not not expecting not waiting anything. around either because you're making stuff. Yeah, I guess I'm just creating things for myself at the moment. So that's, we'll see. <laughs> that's so great. And then do you have a website or somewhere that listeners can go and check out what you do? Yeah. So if you go to www.teresacrofttalent.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-S-A-C-R-O-F-T talent.com. You'll find everything about me. There's pictures, there's music, there's some of my performance clips. And then my Instagram is just at teresacroft underscore. And I post a lot of different photos, messages. Sometimes there's tap dance choreography. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fun. So yeah, I love interacting with people and spreading the message of hope. I guess that would be the one message I want people to leave with. That's great. I'll be including links to the website that Teresa just mentioned and her Instagram and whatever other links that we dig up that we'd like to share. Those will be available in the description of the episode. So be sure to go check out those links. And then Teresa, what would you wish that you could tell your younger self about art and perfectionism? I would tell myself to just slow down. <laughs> to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To slow down and not be so hard on myself. You know, I think it's kind of similar to what this song is about. It's just, I held myself accountable for so many things that were in the long end, it kind of, it sacrificed my well-being for. 
you know, I kind of exhausted myself in the sense of trying to reach this unattainable goal at the moment. And I think it's just being patient. That's the one thing being patient and not ever losing hope because you can be whoever you want to be. Like there's no timeline. There's no, the only timeline is the one you put on yourself and you shouldn't do that to yourself. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And you know, there's this whole thing too, of age skepticism. How do you even Pronounce that. Skepticism. I'm not great at English either. Skepticism. (laughs) There's this whole thing of like, oh, you need to get known before you're. Oh yeah. Whatever. (laughs) I mean, I'm still quite young myself, but I'm back in the day was thinking, oh, when I'm 18, I'm gonna be this, and I'm like, I still am always pushing for the (laughs) best I can be in the moment, and I think it's just being present and hopeful wherever you are whatever everyone's journey path is different and everyone gets to where they're going eventually and we can't be you know everything for everybody at all times you know it's just absolutely would crash and burn we would just we would not function and i think you know taking care of yourself first is so important like if you aren't you know, thriving yourself. It's like, how do you expect to serve others in a thriving manner? You know? Absolutely. So, I mean, you've kind of just ended on a really poetic note, but I always ask, do you have any last thoughts or words or, you know, as you've just said, you want to spread a message of hope. Do you have any last thoughts on that for, for anyone, anyone out there? Yeah. So being hopeful in the sense of just being yourself as well. Like, I feel like a lot of people try to be something they're not because they see how other people are seeing someone else. So for example, if someone views like me, for example, as like, Oh, I have to be just like her and blah, 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 blah. What you're doing is kind of just sabotaging your own self because you have so much to offer that I don't even have. You know what I mean? So I feel like we all have something to bring to this world and being authentic in ourselves and being hopeful within ourselves for what we want to accomplish. And it doesn't mean we have to accomplish it tomorrow. It can be <laughs> whenever it happens, you know, just always dreaming, always being hopeful for what we want to achieve out of this life is so important. And being authentic, like I said, to yourself and true to yourself, standing up for yourself. And being who you are and not just falling into the trap of being someone else because you think that's how you should be. I think that's beautiful. I think that's a great message for people to remember that there's so many possibilities in life and that you really shouldn't box yourself into just one one possibility because we're each so unique in our own ways. And yeah, so I think that's amazing. I think that's a great message. Yeah, and I also, one last bit would be to, if someone is trying to knock you down or or confront you about a way you should be or how you should look or what you should say. It's like being strong enough and being okay enough and comfortable enough in yourself to be like, no, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, or if you don't agree with who I am or what I do, then you don't have to. And I should be able to be okay about that because not everyone is going to like you or not everyone is going to think that what you do is on par to them. But if you believe in yourself, that's all that matters. If you can touch one person in the world with a positive message, that is amazing because 
I think the power of communication authentically is so powerful. And you know, people will try to bring you down, but you need to be strong enough in yourself that it shouldn't affect you because I don't know, you should, you should believe in yourself because you're important, basically. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for joining me today on Mind the Artist. This was really great to, to have you on and to hear just more about your, your music and what inspired you to write Push. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. listening to Push by Teresa Croft, I encourage you to go to Spotify and listen to the full track. You can find a link to the song and all of Teresa's links in the episode description on mindtheartist.com. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Once again, I am your host, Ann Dorco, and you can learn more about my chaotic good projects at dorco.tv. Oh